Welcome to the Kid Men Podcast with Dr. Val and Dr. Virginia, where we talk about everything Kid Men. And pull back the curtain on some of the surprises and challenges in children's ministry that nobody prepares you for. I'm Dr. Val, and together we have over 45 years of experience in children's ministry. I'm Dr. Virginia. Valerie and I met over 10 years ago in our doctoral program at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We are excited to share with you all the great stuff that we have picked up over the years. We want to minister to you, the children's minister. Welcome, friends. We are so excited that you chose to join us today. We have a really exciting episode for you. So we shared with you the an episode last week that was the beginning of our conversation with David Renault, who is a longtime children's ministry leader. Um, he has a great blog about children's ministry, about leaving well. Um, so if you haven't checked out that first episode, definitely go start there because this is the continuation of our conversation with him. Um, we just felt like our whole conversation was so great and we wanted to be, make sure and include it all for you. Um, so we have split that conversation across two episodes. And this is part two, the second half of our conversation with David Renault. Let's think. So in thinking about um, looking ahead, mm-hmm. how do we prepare from the outset or from today to eventually leave well? So we're not looking at leaving yeah. next week, but what are some of the things right. that we can put in place from the get go to mm-hmm. leave yeah. well eventually? Uh, there's this concept. This is idea is that you want to work yourself out of a job. And, mm-hmm. and the fear of working yourself out of a job is that if I work myself out of a job, I'm never going to have anything to do. And that's, <laughs> that's not true. And yeah. by your laughter, you agree with me. That is yeah. just, because, yeah. because what happens is as you give away things, now right. you just have different things to do. And, right. and it's, and it's right. bigger things that you're, you're yeah. managing as opposed to just working on the street, working on the thing. So what mm-hmm. you need to do is you need to go ahead and start building a leadership team mm-hmm. and start and start giving them responsibility, have right. conversations with them about, uh, have conversations with them about your curriculum decisions and mm-hmm. what your, what mm-hmm. those those, uh, uh, why you're making these decisions, let them have a say in those decisions. Right. When you're having your calendar meeting, you have a meeting with them with the calendar beforehand, where you talk about what your decisions are. And if they mm-hmm. lead a particular ministry in your church, like Awanas or, or rural Rangers or something like that, mm-hmm. let them like, okay, we're going to talk about how we plan out this calendar. Uh, and then talk about the budget. Like let's sit down and let's talk about the budget for your ministry. And where are these decisions making? How are these all things? And all this is helping is preparing them for the time when you are no longer going to be there. Right. Cause what right. there is going to be a gap between mm-hmm. when you're gone and the next person comes in, whether mm-hmm. it's six days, mm-hmm. six months or heaven forbid, six years. Yeah, right, <laughs> you know, right. there's, there's, I've seen years happen between. So it, it it's, happens. Yeah. It's rough. It's rough. Yeah. And it's that long. Yeah, I did yeah. six months and that was, that was yeah. hard. No, um, the, so you want to prepare those people. Mm-hmm. The way I like the philosophy to think about it is that it's my, not my job as the pastor to do the work of the ministry. My job as the pastor is to train the laity to right. do the work of the ministry. Amen. And so so that's what I'm training my people to do. I'm training them to do the work of the ministry. Um, and so one of the one of the other things I did while I was having these conversations with them and training with them, I would talk to them about there's going to be a day where I'm no longer going to be here. 
Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I just had that conversation with just my top leader team. I'm not having that mm-hmm. conversation with all the volunteers. I'm mm-hmm. not having that conversation with the kids. Right. I'm just talking no. like, this is our lead team meeting. This is where we're talking about this. And I just, just say it offhand. There's going to come a time where I'm not going to be here. And they're like, no, you're going to be here forever. We love you. And it was like, you know, <laughs> ego stroke. Yeah, that's that's right. uh, but, but also it gets them familiar and gets them up, uh, uh, right. awake to the idea and comfortable with the idea that there's going to come a time where you are no longer going to be there. Right. Uh, and so that they are, so that when the time comes, they are prepared for you not to be there and they can pick up the ball and run with it and like, okay, we can go ahead and do this. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's really, again, how you leave determines your legacy. So right. if in that space in between, if they are like, we have everything we need, we know exactly what we're doing. We can do this. And the ministry continues on and even grows in your absence. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. Right. But if the ministry hits like is becomes a train wreck because they can't find anything, they don't mm-hmm. know where anything is. Nobody knows right. how to do anything because it was right. the David Renault show and mm-hmm. everyone was there to see you do your song and dance. And now you got to ask them to get up there and lead worship and tell the Bible story and do the small group. And they're like, what? How do I? You know, and now, now you're asking these people to step up and not just like, they don't even get training. You're just thrown in there with a book with the door closed and say, good luck. You're, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. There's so much wisdom in what you're saying because our pride wants us to think that the ministry can't survive without us. Mm-hmm. And, and we want to have that sense of, I want them to care that I'm there and I want them to need me and I want them to rely on me and I want to be the person that can do everything and yeah. we just really have to step back and say what makes a good leader mm-hmm. is not, not that it, it what mm-hmm. makes a good leader is preparing your people to be able to step up and do the work and for it yeah. to be seamless when you walk away, mm-hmm. that yeah. means that you have done a successful job. And so, but it's hard for us to kind of process that sometimes. It is. And and sometimes this may be true and for you, it hasn't been true for me at every church I've been in, but this may be true for you. Your successor may already be in your ministry. And if you have your eyes open and are praying for who is going to succeed you, God may show you that person. And then you can talk with them years before you're gone and start saying, Hey, I think you can do what I do. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about this and start bringing them in on the circle of Mm -hmm. of like, here's how I really do things and really just train that person. And so like that church I talk about the, this church I've been talking about where I really did this and I wrote the, the leaving well blog post I talked about that successor, I've been gone for five years. She's still there and still doing the work and still doing incredible things there. So, I mean, like that's, that's, that is what we want to see happen. The, because the churches talk about all the time when they talk about hiring, they say it's always better to hire from within. Well, mm-hmm. you're the pastor. It, it, how do you think those people get there? How do you think they hire from within? <laughs> right. You train them. You get them there. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, sometimes you're gifted. Like the church I went to last, uh, the church I went to uh, after that, um, I had three former children's pastors working for me. And, and, and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> so, uh, well, I just, and so when I left, it was like, okay, here's the team. Here's the three, here's the three yeah. people that, that are just going to uh, run, run for it. And, but like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> is that, right. it, that's not the norm. And that's not the norm. I was blessed beyond measure on there. And I am thankful for the Lord for, for them and for those ladies and how much they brought to the ministry of and how they continue to even run uh, run the ball 
uh, that I'm not there and I haven't been there in two years. Right. Well, and I love that attitude too, to look at, be like, I have three former children's pastors and be like, that's amazing. Cause mm-hmm. again, when it comes like, if we are in our own insecurities, they, they, there could be a temptation to be like, Oh no, like yeah. I feel threatened, but no, mm-hmm. like we want strong people in our ministry. Right. Like right. we yeah. want those people who already have experience and who have knowledge to come and contribute and strengthen our ministry. And so just oh, yeah. that attitude of like, Oh, this is amazing. Like that's, yeah. that's such a great attitude and perspective for us to have and that we want to have um, yes. in working with, you know, talented people. So, yeah. 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 I, think, I think that's a growth for leaders. That mm-hmm. is a, that is a step between becoming just a doer and becoming mm. a leader of becoming oh, yeah. like what John Maxwell calls the, the next level leader, like a, from a level two leader to a level three leader of being able to put your pride aside mm-hmm. and say, you can do this. Right, and right. even though they only do it 60, 70, 80% as well as you do, mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah. You're doing it. And, right. and eventually they're going to get better at it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and you're, but, but if you just hold all of it to yourself, and I have been so guilty of this, holding it all mm-hmm. to yourself, then like they're never going to grow. And then what's probably going to happen is that they're going to leave Mm. And you're top, and you'll never attract top level leaders into your ministry. Right. And right. then you're just surrounded by all these followers who are just mm. like, mm. you know, they they're they're just what they're just come to you. What do we need to do? What do we need right. to do? What do, and then like they're not self solvers. They're not they're not solving the problems. Mm. They're not owning the thing because you own it all and you didn't give them the responsibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about the other side of the coin as well. Okay. So. You, the announcement's been made to the congregation. Everybody knows that it's time for your departure. What do we do in that last week or two that we're at a church when we are maybe in like the lame duck season? Yeah. <laughs> How can we still this, use that time well? This is so important because every church I've been to, I have wished that the pastor was as intentional <laughs> with leaving the stuff. That This last church I went into, I went in and there was zero historical data. I didn't have mailing lists. I didn't have usernames. I didn't have passwords. I didn't, I had, I had nothing. Uh, And I was like, like, okay, we're going to do a VBS. And it's like, all right, let's invite the other people. We don't have that list. Well, where is that list? I don't know. And I was like, oh, here's this graphic. I'm going to make the thing. Here's our logo. And I was like, okay, I'm going to make a, make a flyer with our logo on it. Where's this logo? Well, I I don't know where that is. I I don't know who made that. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That happens so, so much more than you think that it does because I have walked in to a church before where literally the office was completely empty. Yeah. There was nothing. And the previous children's minister was so upset. She literally took all the passwords to everything with her and wouldn't give them to anybody. So we literally couldn't even get into like our Facebook page or any of that kind of stuff was totally gone. So when you walk in and it's like that, it's just so overwhelming because you're really, you're, you're starting from scratch with people who are, are used to a system that you have no access to. Right, oh, right, yeah. and and all that is like, well, this is how we did it, and we're like, I have, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. What are you yeah. even talking about? So, what you need to do is you need to go get you one of these. Okay, this is a four <laughs> terabyte external hard drive. Okay, this is, this is the travel one. You know, it's I've funny. Bought, I bought so many. So, right. I bought three of these. I have one right here. There you go. <laughs> <Back> here. 
these things are like awesome. Okay. So uh, I, you know, I have an even bigger one I can't grab. It's over on my desk here. That's, that's like, if you push it over the disc will drive and disc will break and everything dies. You don't want to do that. Uh, but, but you get, that's a portable one. So it can take some punishment. Um, you get one of those things and take literally everything that you have done. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I am not a physical hoarder, but I am a digital hoarder. I have emails <laughs> yeah. from 2005. Okay. I got it. I, I kept yep. everything and take everything you have mm-hmm. and put it on that drive. Mm-hmm. And then this is a little bit of a technical thing. Okay. If you're a Mac user or if you're a Windows, it doesn't matter what Mac user, Windows user, talk to your tech guy. He can tell you how to do it. There's a way to format that drive to be able mm-hmm. to use on either computer. Right. Okay. Cause the, my, my predecessor in Sarasota, he was a Mac user. I'm a Windows guy. He took everything and put on an external hard drive for me. And I was like, great. But he did it from his Mac and it was mm-hmm. formatted for Mac. I couldn't use it. Yeah. I had to go to I had to go to the, another pastor who had a Mac and be like, hey, can you take all this information, <laughs> these 15 gigs, and take it and put it on this little big flash drive for me yeah. <laughs> so I could see the stuff that you have? So oh, yeah. take all your stuff, take your videos, take your mm-hmm. service schedules, take your volunteer. Uh, take your volunteer schedules, take your contact information, take um, every single piece of graphics and everything that you have created and put it in a nice, neat little package. If it's digital, put it on the external hard drive. If it's physical, put it out there. And so really that's what you're doing in the last week. You are preparing for if someone was to pick up tomorrow with what you have, they, they can just pick up and go with your system. Now the next person come in, they're going to come with their own system and their own ideas of how to do things. And they're going to change things. And you're going to have to be okay with that because you're not there anyway. But what you want to do is you want to give them all the resources that they need Mm -hmm. so that they can just pick it up and move on with it. So uh, the the other thing I've done, talk about all those passwords is that I create a sheet Mm -hmm. of, I I create, it's a PDF and I go through and say, uh, website, username, password, cost. Here's what credit card it's on. And then just do, but do, 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 do. And then I, I take that and I give it to the church administrator and say, here, this is everything that this is everything that we pay for. This is the username. This is the password. This is, this is all of it. Because mm-hmm. if you go to a small church, you wear multiple hats. So it's not just, oh, yeah. Right. yeah. You, you know, like you, you got all these things. That, right. <laughs> right. right. So like, here's this sheet. And then you keep a copy. Because mm-hmm. what's going to happen is six months from now, they're going to call you and be like, hey, <laughs> can you log in? Yes. And, and so you're like, oh, yeah. And you just, you know, right. you pull it up. Here's here's the password. You know, right. here's the yeah. I literally, no, no lie, about three months ago, I had them call me. And it was like, I had them call me from my church in Montgomery. I haven't been in five years. They call me. It's like, hey, um, we can't get into the iPad that you use for your cafe. Do you know the password? for this ipad and i'm like <laughs> give a shot <laughs> i pulled up that document yeah. i'm a hoarder i pulled yep. up that document and said, okay it's either this this or this right. like none of those work like you're up a creek man y'all change uh, that password you didn't tell me about it so here you go yeah um, and, and and so many things happen because we i did the same thing where i gave the administrator one time when i was was leaving and i gave the administrator everything Mm-hmm. And I literally didn't keep anything. I, I wasn't yeah. thinking, you know, we were moving and I wasn't thinking. And I said, well, I gave her everything. She has everything she's going to need. And then uh, it was maybe about three weeks later, they called and said, you know, the administrator lost, you know, the stuff oh, yeah. that you gave her. 
do you have, you know, and I was like, oh, no, because I didn't think I was ever going to need it again. And so, yeah, so it's always good to have that extra just to keep it for a little while. So just in case you get that call, you can be helpful and not have to say, you know, oh, no. That's why you buy four terabyte. And I spent $100 on this four terabyte hard drive. You can go to Sam's and you can get an eight terabyte for the same price. Okay. So go get the bigger one. Yeah. I've done that ever since. Yeah. I know it's funny. I just got a case for mine because I'm like, I've got two laptops worth of stuff on here. Like I've got to protect it. Yeah. I told I told my wife I need to get a bigger one because that thing like that has like that mine has like three laptops on it. It's got like 15 years worth of data on there. And I was like, if that thing died, we would because it's not just it's not just church stuff. I got a whole bunch of personal stuff on there too. It's like if this died, we would be in so much trouble. Yeah, we, we gotta we gotta do that. So yeah, you want to create all that stuff. Do the do the list. Um, if you have a successor, meet with them mm-hmm. uh, and talk with them about your system because there are things. Even though you may have been training them, uh, and even if it's not a successor that's gonna like pick it up and run it the whole time, mm-hmm. there is your there's gonna have to be a top level volunteer, another staff member mm-hmm. that is. Sunday's coming, right? Somebody's right, going to have right. to be in there in kids church on Sunday. Right, so right. S- have a meeting with that person, um, sit with them as long as they're able and talk, talk them through your system and mm-hmm. give them access to all the stuff. And so that they can keep the ball rolling for as long right. as it needs to be for as long as it needs to be had, right. um, and make yourself available. When I left Sarasota, I did a, I did an 80 hour work week. I, Ooh, I yeah. worked so late and because I was, I was pulling in all the stuff. Yeah. Um, we, I had finally convinced the administrator to do the tech overhaul in the sound booth. And so I was there helping the guys do all the wiring and all that stuff, but then, you know, just yeah. transferring all the things, preparing them to be successful, yes. uh, for, for that time. And then even I had the privilege at this lot at my last church at the church when I left Sarasota, when the new children's pastor came in. Um, they called me to, they gave him my number to call me. And so like we had conversations about mm-hmm. the church and what mm-hmm. to expect. And so we, mm-hmm. we talked about that and you always want to be honoring honor, even if you're leaving on bad terms, mm, be right. honoring of the church. Right. And so the, so to honor him and then, and then, so then we were, had that conversation going into that. And then even like I was texting like the week of, Hey man, praying for you. And so we had a relationship so that he was able to start so much better even though he came in months after me because right. here's the terror, here's the hard drive with all the stuff. And right. then I'm here, you have my phone number. We've had conversations of right. here's how to move mm-hmm. on to there. Um, and, and just to go back to the, um, the part where I said, honor your people, that's what you're doing in the office during the week uh, on Sundays and at nights, what you're doing is you're meeting with your leaders. You're meeting with people who've mm-hmm. invested in you, right. invested in your family, invested in your ministry. Uh, you're meeting with those. You're going to dinner with those people. Mm-hmm. You're saying your goodbyes and you're always, you're saying you're talking to the staff and talking about this thing, but you're always honoring of what's happened. Even if you're leaving on horrific terms, there's something mm-hmm. good that happened there. Yeah, and amen. Talk about that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's because that is the story that people are going to tell. Because right. when you leave, people are going to ask the question, why did they leave? And mm-hmm. they're going to say most likely the thing that they heard last. And so you're going to want to talk about these are the good things that happened. These are, this is mm-hmm. the good reason why I'm leaving and, and talk yeah. and talk. And well, and, you know, we'll talk, um, the next two questions kind of about 
two opposite sides of sort of the same coin is what if Mm -hmm. you're staying in that church? What if you're just stepping down from a position, but you're staying and Mm -hmm. kind of more like what we've been talking about throughout this episode, you know, what if you are going somewhere else? So like, what are some Mm -hmm. of the considerations if you're staying in the congregation? This one I can't speak to specifically because I've never done Mm -hmm. this, but but, um, I I can just some best practices from what I've gleaned from other places, especially Mm -hmm. when like top level leaders step away is that you need to be prepared to be uncomfortable with the changes Mm -hmm. that that Mm -hmm. they are going to do stuff that you are not going to like. And you can't say anything because you're not the leader anymore. You got to step away. Uh, I I was, we were talking about all this data. I I was in master's commission in college. Um, It's kind of like a ministry tech school. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that's, that's what it is. So when I left my, my third year, I was in charge of all the education. So I took all the education. I put it on a CD because external hard drives didn't exist. Uh, (laughs) It was a CD and it had all the stuff on it. And then uh, I came back to visit uh, about six months into the new new year and they had lost the CD and they Mm. weren't, and I had worked so hard on developing this educational system that they could use for years and they weren't doing any of it. And and I was hurt and frustrated and angry. Uh, and I actually went back. That was the church that I went and became kids pastor in two years later. And I found that disc. Because I had lost the data. So I was like, oh, there it is. I got it. Got it. Oh, yeah. and so, uh, I, I pulled it in. Um, but like, you got to be you got to be OK to step back. Go when you're going to step away, you probably need to take a break. Um, do, you cannot volunteer in that ministry for at least six months no. at yeah. least, and maybe even right. like a year or two, go find somewhere else where you can serve. Yes. Um, you've been serving every single week anyway, most likely. Right. Uh, and so take some time to refresh and renew. Right. Uh, when I left, left my last church, I took a whole month off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I can tell you like there was, when I sat in that service for the first time and I wasn't in charge of anything. Yeah. And like, I hadn't felt this way since college. Yeah. It was so refreshing and renewing because like, mm-hmm. I'm not like worried about how my volunteers are doing over right. the kids yeah. area. Yeah. I'm not worried about if the sound is sounding okay. I'm not worried about what's on the screen. I'm just there just to yeah. worship and just to take in the sermon. Yeah. And like, there is so much refreshing and renewing in that. So yeah. rest and live in that mm-hmm. first Right. And then uh, before you you just jump into your next place, because what's going to happen is that you're like, you're going to start feeling like useless and like mm-hmm. you're just putting your thumbs. And it's like, well, you know, like there may be some refreshing and renewing that the right. Lord needs to do in your heart yeah. before you're ready to go on to the next thing that he's called you to. Right. It's a whole lot harder to be a church member when you've been a church staff member than you expect it to be. It, it has it has been a tough transition for me. It's it's really it is that very odd feeling. You have to allow yourself that time. Uh, but yeah. I, I appreciate what you said too about stepping back because we have to think about the person that's taking the responsibilities on and how they're feeling. And we don't want oh, yeah. them to feel uncomfortable and we don't want to feel them pressured. And we don't want to be saying negative things to the congregation about the changes that they're making. We want to mm-hmm. be supportive because we would want that for ourselves if we were coming in. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. those are, it's, it's very great advice. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm, I think that you want to, when you're doing that, you want to um, take that step back and just let them, let them do the thing, be available to them. And then when people come to you with their problems, mm-hmm. think people that you used to lead, 
Mm. And they're coming to you and it was like, then you need to defer. And, right. and not just like, oh, that's interesting. Because now you just heard them. And it's like, have you right. talked to the new leader about this? Right. You, mm-hmm. need to, you need to point them to that leader. And right. then you are, you are that leader's champion. You are right. their biggest cheerleader. Because, yes. it, it, because if you start speaking ill and it's like, I can't believe they're doing this. Or even if you're silent and like, huh, okay. Uh-huh. Then that person exactly. has this ammo of like, yeah. they yeah. agree with me. And yeah. so like, you're not the leader anymore. You got to right. take a step back and let that other person lead. Amen. Um, so what are some considerations if you are leaving though? So we've talked about if you're staying. So what are some considerations if you're leaving and you're going somewhere new? Yeah. So when you're going into a new place, this is a new culture. These are new people. Mm-hmm. How they do things is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, depending on how long that interview process was, you may not know how mm-hmm. much that is. I sat in one interview. I said I interviewed at one church and they literally grilled me for two solid days, eight hours a day, multiple groups of people. And it was, it was grueling and I was exhausted. Wow. Yeah. And then they, and then they didn't hire me, which hurt. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> but then, oh. then there was, a, there was another church I went to and they asked me zero questions. Like, he read my resume. He had already made the decision. You're the guy. And oh, asked me zero. I asked him questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah. And then I got that job. Okay, great. So, it's a, <laughs> so you, you got this, you run this gamut of like what's in there. But the truth is, is that you don't know what you're walking into. Right. And so what you need to do is after you have accepted the job and you are in that in-between space of leaving and saying goodbye and moving your family and saying hello and meeting those people, then the, um, I, I made this guide. If you subscribe to my blog, you can get the, you can get the link to it of these are 75 questions that you can ask before you start the church and before you start the new church. And these are questions like when is staff meeting? How often do we meet? How long is staff meeting? What are we supposed to wear in the office? Uh, but then there's yeah. other questions like, who is my predecessor? Can I get his phone number? Or did they leave on good terms or did they leave on bad terms? Who has currently been leading this place? Uh, can I get their phone number? Can I talk to them about what's going on? You know, and those right. are the, the, that's the kind of thing. What, what kind of, what's your vacation policy? When did, when did the staff pastors take vacation? When does the senior pastor take vacation? What, you know, what does the. I can tell you a lot about uh, the culture of the church. It yeah. really right. does. Yeah, right. because the like the last church I served in, the the all the staff pastors took vacations in like February, March, but the senior pastor took vacation in July. Well, you know, if I'm planning on taking do that in Kidman, a yeah. lot of scheduling in Kidman going on in July. Right, you yeah. can't do that, yeah. and and yeah. like and like February, March is like that's right before Easter. I can't do yeah. that either. What do you, you know? And so like, what are the expectations of you? So go ahead and have those mm-hmm. conversations about like right. you know when you show up on that first day they're going to give you all these forms like you get a failure w4 mm-hmm. and a direct deposit and they're going to you know but also ask the questions like do, are you going to buy me a computer do i need to buy a computer yeah. what are the specs of those computer what is the mm-hmm. software i need what software do you provide what software do i need that you can provide for me you know the, the mm-hmm. have these questions and be prepared to like okay this is what we're going to talk about and so that when you're starting in and then when you start in that new church be very, very hesitant to say, well, this is what we did at my last church mm-hmm. because you were in a new system and right. you left that system to mm-hmm. come to this system. 
And so if you're, mm -hmm. if you're, if you're in the new system and you keep telling them, this is what we did there, they're going to look at you like, then why are you here? Because if they liked it over there, if you liked it so right. much over there, you can go back. Yeah. And because like, this is the new, new place. So yeah. be very, you're going to be tempted to constantly compare because our, our natural tendency is to look for patterns. And mm -hmm. so we may just say out loud that we're pattern, you know, pattern recognition of like, well, right. I see y'all are doing this. Yeah. We used to do that over here. That, that's okay. Like once in a while, but if that's a constant thing that you're bringing mm -hmm. up, people are going to be like, okay, what, which church, what are you trying to do here? Right. You know, which yeah. church are you going to be in? Uh, and so that's, that's the kind of things that, that you want to, uh, keep in mind as you go in there. Um, when you start at that place, you want to get a couple quick wins really quick, you know, mm -hmm. try to find, try to find some struggles that the ministry is going through. Does the check-in uh, area need to be revamped? Does, mm -hmm. can you upgrade yeah. the, the, can you, uh, can you upgrade the check-in paperwork? Mm -hmm. uh, can you, are they suffering for volunteers? Can you bring some of the old volunteers that quit in the interim time? Can you bring them in? Uh, mm -hmm. Can you, you know, increase the team, you know, find some ways that you can make some quick wins in that first week or two, just so people know. And I was like, okay, this person's in here. They're getting stuff done. Um, right. and, and then one of the things I did is uh, I always, I invited over the ministry leader, the, the one that had been in charge, I invited them over for dinner. And, mm -hmm. um, and even though I still have boxes in my dining room where, you know, we're, we're, we're sitting down and we're having a meal and we're getting to know each other because right. for me, my goal always was, is that when I started a new place that in a year, those people who were there are still going to be there. Right. Uh, you want to, you want to kind of maintain those relationships. Now I was never a hundred percent on that. There was a right. lot of times where like, I right. lost a bunch of people that I right. lost people through that time, but it was still a goal. And right, you right. build that through those relationships and helping them understand that you are not your predecessor right? and, and that you are a different person. And so this right. is what they brought. This is what you honor of them. And this is what you're bringing to the table now. Right. right. Well, and I think it's important to, to ask people to give you that opportunity because I had so many churches where when I would come in, the leaders would be like, oh, great, you're here. I can leave now. I'm quitting because mm -hmm. I've been, you know, because yeah. they were worked to death before. Yeah. And so it's me asking them, can you commit to just a little bit longer for me and, and let me show you how I'm going to make this enjoyable for you again? Like, yeah. you know, and, and, and find ways that you can, you know, help them to be able to still participate. But yeah, I've heard that a lot where people will just say, yeah, I'm done. I, I can't because they just yeah. have been worked to death in that interim mm -hmm. time, especially between. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they feel burnt out. And so you need to mm -hmm. honor their time, right. honor the, right. honor the, the sacrifice that they've made over the mm -hmm. last six months, because like you're come you're probably coming in there full time. Mm -hmm. They've been doing this. They've been working a full-time job and, and doing, doing this. this. Right. And so, and they've been doing it every yeah. week and they're used to going to service and they haven't been able to go to service. So, yeah. um, there's a lot of those volunteers that I let them take three, six months off. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then when they came back, instead of them working every week, they worked once a month. Right. And, and yeah. I just appreciated them being there because mm -hmm. there were some times for like, Hey, where's this? And then like yeah. they disappear in the supply closet <laughs> and come out with it. And like, yes. How did you do that? How did you, yeah. How yeah. did you know? <laughs> you have to lift uh, up the ceiling tile. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that, that reminds me that I haven't written about this, but yeah, the the one of the when you leave, clean your supply closet, please. Yeah. Get, get oh, that organized, yeah. put some labels up. And then when you come into the new area and the other person left a mess for you, clean the area. 
Yeah. Uh, so go go and organize, put your own system. Because when you're, especially when you're coming into a new place, you don't know what they have. Right. And so when you're coming mm -hmm. in with your new service, you don't want to spend all this money buying all these new materials when they right. already have it in the closet. Yeah. You need right. to you, you need to be a good steward of what they already have. Go, right. clean, mm -hmm. and that's why I say clean it out because right. you need to go through there and know what the what your predecessors have purchased before you, right. and what mm -hmm. you can use and keep that in mind in the future so that you're mm -hmm. not spending. The church has right. spent a fortune to bring you in. You don't want them to spend even more that they don't have to because you're double right. buying stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause you just don't know. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you. This has been awesome. This has been it a really great has. conversation. Yeah, can I'm you really remind cool. us where we can find you on the internet? Right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am a uh, David Renault.org. That's R E N E A U. So if it's like bureau, like federal bureau of investigation yeah. or Juno, Alaska. <laughs> so that's, that's to help you spell it. So you can go there. Uh, I'm, I'm on all the socials, so you can find me at, it's either David Renault or David E. Renault. But if you go to my, if you go to my blog, I have all the social links there. So you can, oh, you can awesome. come find me and, and all those stuff. So and we'll uh, put those post, links in the notes as well. So they'll be here in the notes. That's too. great. Yeah. That's great. And I, I blog, I blog every Friday. So, um, you can, there's a new blog and new thought that's coming out there. I write about, I write about kid men, next gen, um, you know, that being a staff pastor, just those, those type of things. So, um, a lot of these things that we talked about today, I've written about. All right. Yeah. Well, David, thank you so much. We appreciate you being with us today. It's been a fun conversation. It's been a blast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening in today to our second part of the conversation with David. We really enjoyed chatting with him. It was yeah. helpful information for all of us, I think. Mm -hmm. And so we were just excited to have him along with us. So we just hope that you will like and subscribe if you have not done that already. And we appreciate it. If you have, check us out on all the other social media outlets. And we look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.